I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. And welcome back, everybody, to the season finale, regular season finale, of the 5.5 Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Ortiz, alongside Eric LeBou. And, uh, Eric, we have made it. We have weathered the shitstorm, and we are finally within the last, I believe, six games of the regular season. How are you feeling at The this end point? is near. The end is near, and it feels great. And I just want to start the podcast by saying that normally we record inside, and I, I try to be mindful of the noise and what's going on. And, uh, <laughs> it's like right on cue. <laughs> Fuck. Well, they're doing construction across the street, so... Yeah, so, uh, anyways, yeah, I try to be mindful of the noise and everything, but it's really fucking hot inside my house, and uh, there's construction going on right across the street, so we're outside, so you guys can deal with it. Yeah, we're, we're doing an on-site podcast. Yeah, the end of now. a very disappointing season, and, I mean, honestly, no matter how you look at it, I think some promising news that came from uh, someone losing their job. Yes, there's been some... uh, Never have I been so happy to see someone so fired. Yeah. Um, In (laughs) shocking news. Now, we talked about this ad nauseum, I think, is whether he's not or not he's going to return. And we'll touch back on... We'll we'll do... We'll we'll touch back on some stuff that was said uh, earlier in the uh, second half. But, yeah, we wake up uh, Saturday morning, right? Andy Green was dismissed. I mean, you can sugarcoat it like DS said. Darren Smith said uh, earlier today, but he was fired. That's uh, at the end of the day. He was brought in the office yeah. right before they start doing the uh, end-of-year roundup meetings and you know what they expect in the offseason, and he was fired, let go, kicked out. Done. Exiled. Yeah, terminated. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's done. And you know what? Let, let's just start by saying this. Like, he didn't fucking die, right? <laughs> like, that night we were watching the game, and... and like their voices sounded so soft. Oh, I know. I'm like, oh, hey, you know, and and Mark Sweeney, who absolutely hates silence, <laughs> felt the need to <laughs> to completely drown the the broadcast with his thoughts and how, oh man, you know, it's just it's so sad to to see this happening. You know, it just wasn't the guy for Andy. You know, we we hate to see that. We love him. Like he didn't die. Like and and everyone's sitting there like, oh, hey guys, show some class. Someone just lost their job. Yeah, like. Andy got paid. What was he getting paid? A million dollars a year. Do- he's owed, I think, one uh, two point something for the next he's couple owed of years. Two point something. So about like dollars. one point mil, one point two mil, or somewhere around there. Exactly. We're right across the street from an elementary school. It's not like one of these teachers got fired and they're, yeah. they're worrying about how they're going to provide and put meals on the table for their children. It's not. This guy had a great fucking job. He lost his job. Shit happens. He lost his fucking job. He has millions of dollars. He, he makes, will be fine. He makes kind of sent us it's something. It's part the other of the day. job. He makes pension from playing in major league baseball like he's fine and yeah. he's and let's be honest oh, like, don't dance on his grave i'm gonna dance wherever the fuck i want to dance all right look <laughs> managers get fired coaches get fired you get people, hired to get people fired. cheer about it people make yeah. jokes about it like if you don't like what you're seeing on twitter just keep fucking scrolling i, I like that we're like fuck we're, we're getting we're we're hearing people all oh, don't be mad that he's fired when we're like begging for ian fucking kinsler to get released yeah yeah <laughs> but, uh, exactly i mean let's let's i mean t- to be honest about green like 
left a lot to be desired as a manager overall, particularly this year when he actually had something to work with and looked like, hey, he's pulling the right strings the first half. But, like, he's going to land on his feet. He'll get a fucking, like, he'll get a gig somewhere where either he's on some plug-and-play team like Bud Black went, when he went to the Rockies, or they'll hire him as a coach, or he'll he'll be fine. Some other team will see Andy Green and value him, and they'll bring him in in some role that he'll do just fine in, and we'll all forget about it. Yeah. But at the end of the day... The job is about performance, and regardless of what you want to say about the team, he never had guys. I pointed this out. You know me. I was I fucking hated Bud Black. Yeah, hated Bud Black. I could not stand him. I couldn't stand him. Bud Black had less to work with from 2011 to 2014 than Andy Green this year, and somehow, some way, when their best fucking player was Chase Headley, stumbled <laughs> into 70 to 77 wins, give or take, every year. Like he had more talent this year than he ever had, and the first half looked good. I even said it like I like the way he's mixing like Renfro in and Reyes and like getting guys time and like he was quick to move Tatis up in the lineup. Whatever. Um, the second half, like, you can't go twenty six and forty. And I said it when Preller did that uh, post deadline conference where he's like, you know, we we expect to see what we got, which we all laughed at. Yeah, we all knew it was bullshit. <laughs> well. I, I don't know if it was bullshit, but I think it was more of like, he's setting the line. Like, this is what we expect, Andy. Right. But it's uh, we want to push back. You know, We want to get back to 500. We want to push back in the wild card race. We want to see what we have. And it comes out today per AC, thanks to good old HJ listening for us. Hot that, Lava uh, Podcast. That's yeah. right. That he Andy Green had as much, maybe more autonomy. Uh, not a verbatim quote, but as much, maybe more autonomy as any of the other 29 managers in the league, i.e. he's riding the lineups and outside of pitcher restrictions. Like, Well, it was weird because I listened to that podcast. I'm sorry to cut you up. I listened to that just now on the way home from work. And it's like he said, like, hey, in-game decisions, you know, Andy had his call. But then it wasn't clear if Andy wrote the lineups. Like, he wasn't really definitive about it. And, I mean, maybe I heard something different than what anyone else would have heard, but, like, AC really contradicted himself like a lot of times. Supposedly, Casavell said something along those lines of like he had more autonomy than right. you would, than you would be led to believe by the uh, the Andy stands, which apparently yeah. I'm one of. Yeah. But one of my fellow Andy stands online. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, look, I don't think like the Padres and and Fangraphs articles have alluded to this before in chats where the Padres are not one of the most ana- like they're not anti-analytics like, right. but they're more middle of the pack right like they're not super into analytics um, they just developed like rap- got a rap soda machine this past spring training right like they don't have and fucking Brad Wheat came out and said they don't have the fancy dancy slow-mo cameras like the Cubs do right um, so yeah the Padres the pitching lab yeah the pitching lab yeah they, the, the Red Sox have that right like Brian Bannister they have a lab so yeah. You know, and they're not that they're anti-analytics, but they're probably more middle of the pack. But I don't believe like Preller's the kind of guy where he's gonna sit there and have like a Dave Cameron type of uh, you know um, liaison just sitting there like transferring information. Like I'm sure they give him the data and they, they say like here's what we like, and I'm I'm a hundred percent positive they're like. We don't want Paddock going this much or Lamette going this much or Quattro. Oh, yeah, no doubt. There's no doubt. Because, I don't think anyone questioned that. No, no, ever. absolutely not. But as far as like the everyday, every like day decisions, I don't think Green was like pushed as hard as people want to make it. At least as his defenders want to make it out to be as far as like lineup usage. Because like the first thing we saw the minute Hot Rod took over is that fucking Martini and Hedges were on the bench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a very Latino heavy lineup. But I think the idea it's like I used to say it's like what are the team? What is the team getting? 
by starting Nick Martini essentially over Manuel Margot. You have to play Myers because Myers is not going to recoup value to trade him or possibly bounce back because you have to keep him next year by benching him. You have to play him. And he's played better and earned the spot. But, like, so what are we doing putting Martini, who's going to be 30 next year, out there and benching Manny Margot and moving Myers to center? Like, what? Well, he, I think at that point is he was, he's been getting on base. I haven't looked at his numbers recently, but yeah. as far as when he first got on the team, he came on hot. Yeah. He came on a hunt. So why was he playing? He was playing because when you look at it on paper, he's helping your team win ball games. And what did Andy need to do? You know he felt the fire, dude. You know he felt the heat. He needed to win ball games. So why the fuck would Andy Green care about what happens next year when he doesn't even have a for sure spot that he's going to be here next year? That's so true. I think that's why Martini was playing. I think so, too. It, it, it's starting to make sense when I look at it like this. But obviously, when we look at it, and we've been screaming about how Martini should not be playing. I get these that he's getting on base. And that's great. That's that's really what we need. But not right now. Not at this point. It's, no. it's not. And Preller mentioned yesterday, if you go to, um, uh, I think it's Marty, Marty Caswell's YouTube page that she has for uh, the Darren Smith show. They have Preller pretty much the entire press conference in the dugout. Um where he flat out says, like, you know, the the reflection on the field. Because we all say, like, oh, Preller, you know, can't put together a major league. It's, it's one of the dings, right? Like, I mean, he's only really had realistically one year to, like, where we really expected a major league roster. Every other he's been rebuild mode. But, right. you know, one of the knocks on him is that, oh, he does not construct a major league roster. He came out in that interview yesterday where he had the, the you know, group of uh, reporters around him where he said, like, you know, hey, the, the the product on the field, the way the team plays on the field, that's a representation of me. That's a representation of the player development staff. So clearly, they, I mean, I think we all felt like, even with Tatis out and losing Reyes' offense and, you know, Naylor going out there, not replicating the offense, but replicating the defense. Yeah. I'm going to go over there and... <laughs> Go over there and tell my cousin to, to take a break. Been at it for a while. Oh, man. This is the level of fucks that we've yeah. reached that I just don't give anymore. Yeah, I really so, don't. Like, there's he, there's planes flying by. There's cars driving by. Claremont Mesa Boulevard is, like, 200 feet to our left. It is booming right now. Who fucking cares, It's a boulevard. Eh, damn it. I lost my train of thought. But, um, anyways, it's it's a product of, you know, it's, it's a representation of him. And so, I think when Prella looked at it, thought, like, you know, we, I thought... 500 team, right? Like, losing Tati sucked. Losing Reyes, like, it sucked, but, like, how much are you really giving up? They didn't replace the offense, but it's not like they upgraded defense, so maybe it's break-even. But, like, I don't think Tatis is worth 16 wins <laughs> in the second half, right? Because, I mean, I could see, like, okay, instead of being, you know, they're 45 and 45, so in the last 72 games, maybe they're not whatever that would add out to be. What is that, 36? Yeah, 36 even, right? Yeah. Maybe they're 30 and 30, you know, 30 and whatever. Right. They're not even that. They were 24 and 40 when he was got canned. Like, yeah, they fell off a cliff. They, to say big the least. Time. And the big thing that I took away from Preller, and I don't know if you actually got to see it, but the big thing was towards the end he goes, you know, we have veterans on this team that we think can be all-stars, and, you know, we, you know, guys that should be all-stars, and like like a Manny Machado, you know, we think Manny Machado is a top 20, top 30 player in all the league, and we feel like his numbers should represent that. What that tells me, and maybe I'm looking too much into it, is that for whatever reason, Green didn't click with Manny, for whatever reason. Like, he just, like, we think this is what he should be, and that, you know, it is part of the manager's job to manage guys, to manage the expectations but also manage the personalities if they're in a slump make sure you help manage to get them out of it manage to motivate them and green didn't seem to be the guy the guy that really shit on him was will myers oh big time (laughs) big time but you know you mentioned manny and i think dude clear as day 
clear as day. That same day, Saturday, he's out there uh, taking BP and his in Preller We Trust t-shirt. Yeah. Like, that is a blatant message. You know Absolutely. What I mean? And, like, you had heard, like, oh, hey, yeah, Andy's lost the clubhouse. And then you hear the local media that runs to defend him. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I don't know where you're hearing that from. But now when you look at it, it's like, yeah, he probably lost the fucking Will clubhouse. Myers came out and said, and, uh, and uh, I mean, the sound bites out there. I put it out on Twitter. It's out there. It's the organization wanted to get a new voice in here or something like that. Um, they're not wrong, yeah. is the quote. I got to get a shirt on there now. <laughs> Going to go put that on Teespring, make a little bit of money. They are not wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, that, and, and we heard what Will Myers said last year about doing relay drills and people shit on him. And it's like, it's the end of the season. He's literally playing third base only because he has to. Like, they... They almost made it a point at the end of the year to say, like, we're finding a third baseman. Like, yeah. it, it was – Will was literally there because they had to find a way to get Renfro, Reyes, and Margot all in the lineup at the same time, try to get these guys developed yeah. and keep playing Will. So he volunteered to move to third base so that you didn't have to sacrifice one of those guys. So um, I, I definitely think he lost Will Myers, clearly. Oh, yeah. I, Absolutely. The Preller we trust thing, I don't think Machado maybe was ever in on Andy. I do think players feel bad when a guy gets fired because it really does come down to their performance. But – Based on the reaction, like I don't really, I, I think certain guys will care. Like Renfro's going to care well, because he got a lot of opportunity. Hedges is certainly going to care. Well, yeah, you saw Padres Farm and whatever sources he has, he's sitting there saying like, "Oh, hey, uh, there's rumblings that Hedges and Renfro aren't happy with Andy being fired." Stunning. <laughs> I am floored, especially with Hedges. Yeah. So, like. This is the other thing too that that uh, Preller said that I want to I want to go back to in that that post deadline um, conference he did where he said again the 500 you know expect to push back in the wild card um, he also said I want to see what we have and I think that's the biggest thing because he mentioned yesterday or a couple days ago um, you know the biggest thing is that you know this is a representation of myself my player development staff and we feel like you know we have a better team than what we played I agree with him. I don't think the Padres are right now. They're playing at a clip where they'd lose. They'd win fifty nine games over the year. They'd lose over a hundred games. I don't think they're that bad. No. Um, but the big thing too is like we want to see what we have, and that's where I come to think like how much autonomy did Green have over the lineup? Like how much was he really being told to put guys in the lineup? Because if if you're if you have a player development minded guy like Preller, and the idea is to see what we have, that means to me. Hedges needs to, or Mejia needs to play more. Um, Margot needs to play more. Uh, Austin Allen needs to play more. Uh, Naylor, who's been getting plenty of reps, but he needs to play more, right? Like, the guys that you don't know, like, even Mejia's Breen, you know, you don't know what the hell he's going to be, but, like, guys that you know may be on the fringe are like a Ty France. Like, France was benched. You had me until you got to Mejia's Breen. I know. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> as a, but like, Ty France, for instance, right? Like, Ty France got, like, a week or so, and he got hot. He had a couple home runs, or hit some home runs over a couple games. And then he against got, bums, yeah, against bums. But he slowed down, and then that was it. And then yeah. he was just benched, yeah. And that was it. And it's like, it makes me think like, I like Greg Garcia, but you know what you have in him. You don't know what you have in Ty France. You don't know what you're going to have in Margot. Like, can he sustain this or not? Um, you don't need to be. You don't know what you're gonna have in Mejia. Can he sustain it? And my biggest complaint to you was like, why the fuck isn't Austin Allen playing? Like, why is he up? And why is all, what are we getting from starting Austin Hedges every single day? You want to start him for Paddock? Fine, I'm okay with one guy. Yeah. But like, why wasn't Austin Allen playing the entire like month Mejia was down or two weeks or however long he was out? Why wasn't Austin Allen playing? Like, you got 
You got nothing out of that. He just sat there and watched the game. Exactly. Typical fucking Bud Black style of play. 100%. Or style of managing. 100%, dude. And, and that's where, yeah, where you say, like, hey, we need to see what we have. Well, we Andy did wasn't doing that. No, Andy wasn't doing that because not. he stuck with fucking Austin Hedges behind the plate. You know, he stuck with Renfro in the outfield a lot. Like, And, like, I wonder, and, and there's kind of conflicting things about the whole, and we had wondered, we had, uh, you know, kind of talked about it at the very beginning of the year where it's like, hey, we're starting Urias down in AAA. And it's like, oh, hey, guess what? By the way, he's coming up. After like two weeks. Yeah, if that. It's like, hey, by the way, he's coming up. And then he didn't really play because he was up then, for 22 games, I want to say, give or take. He played like 10 of them or something like that. He only played about half the time he was up. Right. And so basically what I'm looking at is there's a. Uh, let me see here. So I was looking up, uh, I was trying to look up old tweets. I was trying to look, as soon as uh, HJ tweeted out that thing about how AC said that, you know, age, or, uh, Andy could basically do whatever he wanted out there in game decisions. I was trying to look for old tweets because I feel like every time people would mention it, I feel like they were like kind of fuck. I feel like they were smug as fuck. Like, little, not, little, not saying it, but like basically like, hey, if you really punching think. punching down. Yeah, if you really think down. that Andy's making these decisions himself. Yo, you're an idiot. <laughs> so I was trying to find old tweets, and, and I was at work. So basically what I found was Rand Platty, actually, our old friend Rand Platty. I haven't seen him around on Twitter that often lately, but um, he said he retweeted or quote-tweeted a Hot Lava podcast, and this is back uh, April 26, 2019. He says, sounds like AC is saying Preller called up Urias without consulting Green, and Green didn't really want Urias here because he wanted to get Kinsler playing time. Fuck you, Andy Green, and ain't your team, guy. <laughs> you stupid bastard. <laughs> So, oh, I feel bad. Condolences if you're listening, Friar Phil. I'm really gonna miss the Andy Green uh, rants. Yeah, I still have them. Yeah, but I know. But you know, it's 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 like watching reruns of The Office. It's not as magical the first time. After Here are the some first quotes. Time. Quotes. It wasn't even Andy's I, Andy Green's idea to bring Urias up. And then when he has him, he's in a tough spot. He's got Ian Kinsler, who was brought in here and told you're going to get or you're going to be a utility guy, but you're going to start at first. As if that matters. You're going to start first, not first yeah. base. Yeah, yeah. As if that matters. So I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I wonder. And then, like, we had had this conversation with, with Conniff and other people. A lot of the Ad nauseum. It's like, if Andy really is only doing what the front office wants him to do, like, does the front office really value the contributions of a 36-year-old corpse of Ian Kinsler <laughs> over seeing what you can get out of a guy like Urias? I feel like that's all Andy. I feel like that's totally I Andy, and you. that was his call all along. And and of course, when you say that, you get shown. Oh well, hey, you're an idiot. But no, like fuck you. Like Andy's making the lineup, and I I hate the idea. And maybe it's right. You know, I'm just a fan. I don't fucking know. But I hate the idea that the manager himself doesn't write the lineups. The manager himself doesn't make the in-game decisions. Like, why the fuck even have a manager then? You know, I, I I feel like the managers are more involved than what people are willing to admit. I think they're more involved in a process of being. It's not. It's not like in uh, Moneyball, right, where Billy Bean wants to do one thing, Art Howe wants to do another, and they clash. I think it's more. Managers nowadays are more of an extension of the front office. Love him or hate him, Dave Roberts is an extension of the front office. They hired him for a reason. It wasn't because he was going to be some yes man. It's because when they presented their ideas to him, like this is how we're going to run it, he was on board to do it, and it's more of a collaboration. That's what I think the man. And we'll talk about this when we get into you know the next step here. But I think that's what the manager should be. It shouldn't be the front office telling the manager what to do. It should be the manager and his GM and the analytic guys all working together to come up with the best game plan. That's the best way to do it. Because if you're not going to do it that way, then it's just dictating and you make the manager useless. 
hire somebody else. But um, to your point about like Urias coming up, right? Like AJ Pro is a, a development guy. Like I mean, any relatively smart front office would not want their best position player prospect, not currently on the 25-man roster, to come up. And I think in the, like the 11 or 12 games he was up, I had it here a second ago, but like five or six games he had two or less at-bats. Exactly. I mean, two or less at-bats. And like we know he gets shit on, but since August 1st, Urias is putting up 268, 342, 366. Respectable. Like, I'd like a little bit more slugging. But I'd like it. more slugging too. It's a three fucking 42 on base. That's I'll what Martini's it. putting up. Yeah. And guess what? Urias is actually good defensively. Yeah. And he's playing on a position, which I do think hinders a younger player when you're moving around. They did it to Scott Kingery last year. It took him a little bit. But he's putting up – like, I think he can slug a little bit better than that. But I'd take a fucking 340, 350 on base. That's what you're Absolutely. looking for. So, Absolutely. But imagine if instead of fucking taking him and playing him half the fucking time, his first time up, and then stashing him back in AAA, which whether you want to say he's soft or not, that sucks. You're going to get a promotion and then a demotion, and then you stay down there for a while, and then you finally come up. Like, I don't buy into that Preller would take – because we already had Tatis up. We already had Mejia up, Right. And the next guy in line is Urias. That's the next position player prospect on their top 100 or top 50, whatever he was, that's next in line. I don't think from a developmental standpoint that Preller brought him up strictly so he can ride Piner split time. No. I think he brought him up because he's like, I want this guy. Like, we sent him down for a couple weeks. He's done what we've asked him to do or whatever. Like, let's move him up. Or Kinsler's not doing it, and I don't see the, the fucking the stat cast data was there. It's like, you don't expect him to do better. So let's move the, on to the next guy, and Green wasn't having it. My thing is like, oh, Andy Green wasn't ready. It's not your fucking team, guy. It's not just your team. It's... You're collaborating with your bosses to do what you think is best for the franchise going forward. And I'll always go back to the question. What are the Padres getting by starting Greg Garcia over Ty France? And what are the Padres what were the Padres getting starting Ian Kinsler, who really didn't do much and got hurt and has basically been exiled? According to AC, he might be done for his career. What did they get from sitting Arias in AAA this whole time? Like Nothing. They got their manager fired. Well, I mean... <laughs> That's what happened. Well, Arias was playing actually more once he got fired. But well, still, yeah. it's, it's the idea that... They have nothing to gain. It, dude, it goes yeah. all the way back. Like, think of... Andy Green legitimately penciled Jose Perella in, well, in see, the fucking cleanup spot. Well, yeah, I mean, he didn't this have... This goes back to the whole Perella whatever debate. Who did they have at second, though? That was my thing. Is like, they didn't bring... If Perella didn't They think had him Pere- in left field. Who who, who who they have in second base? I'm, I'm uh, saying whose spot did Perella take at the time? Like, I didn't care about that because all I remember there's no spot to is take. we were driving out to spring training. This was, I feel like, what, two or three years ago? Uh, whatever, whenever it was. And we are listening to Gwintelligence, and this was back when Marver was going off. Oh, yeah. This so Marver was <laughs> Marver's on a good one about <laughs> Jose Perella. And it was just like, and like Andy Green, like go, you can go all the way back to those decisions. Yeah. It's like, fuck, dude. And people always said, like, oh, you know, um, with Andy, we're not sure. You know, we're not sure. You got to give him some time. He's never had the players. It's like he he has the players now. Like, he did this year, and yeah. not to not to go to the wild. I'd said wild card was a puncher's chance, but you can't fall off 500. a cliff like that. Like people no. are always like, oh well, uh, hey, what's going on? It's Andy's not the one taking that bats. Andy's not the one playing the field. Andy's not the one pitching. I don't. At, at some point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like if you go into the break at five hundred, like you know who else? Like the Cardinals went in the break at five hundred. That's what they're teams. about to win the damn division. Yes, yes. You look at teams and it's like, hey, these guys <laughs> went in the break at five hundred, and then guess what? They got their shit together. And the Padres go in the break at five hundred, and now 
They've fallen so far to where we're and, staring another top ten. And he's gotten play. more. Someone's like, to, head has to roll. He's gotten more to work with too. Like I mean, he's shut down now, but he got he got fucking uh, Munoz in the back of the pen. They moved Strom back to the bullpen, and he has been fucking stellar, like sub three ERA stellar. Bias has been good out of the bullpen. Yeah. Um. St- they got Lamette back, and Lamette looked a little shaky going into the break, but you know he he. Some rust. He's coming back from Tommy John. He is. He's coming back from Tommy John. They're saying he missed a whole fucking year. Yep. Since then, I'm still iffy because of the walks and command. But fuck me, when he's on, good luck. Like, he yeah. got more. Quantrill's been a little rough, and he came in a nice bounce back start. Hot Rod doing the good thing, pulling him as, pulling yeah. him when he's going good, right? Yeah. And then there's other stuff. Like, I'm like, why is he leaving Lucchese out here, right? Why is he not putting guys in a position to succeed? Why are you... I had a tweet out the other day about this when I started to really get on the fire Andy Green train in the second half when you can tell the desperation was sinking in. I'm like, okay, you pinch hit Hosmer for Margot for no reason. Like Hosmer and he Hosmer hadn't been hot, but you pinch hit him for Margot and now you have to push Myers into center field who routinely doesn't miss fly balls, but doesn't, doesn't get, to, get fly- to him. Yeah, and, and it's like, I like Myers. Like, Myers has the athleticism to play center field. He has terrible re- reads and terrible routes. How many times a ball hit in the air and he can't see it? Yeah. Right? He's just not a center fielder. But Andy Green consistently started him out there or made late-game decisions where you had to force him out there. And it's like, you have this defensive fucking wizard in Manny Margot, who has been great, by the way, now that he's playing. He's fucking made how many great plays now in the last month? Um... He's only played like two weeks of this month, but like you see him out there and you're thinking like, why the fuck isn't he out there all the time? Like center field's your most important outfield position. Why is this guy not out there? And again, Andy Green doing whatever he's doing, fucking reading whatever he's reading that makes him think Will Myers can play center field. Yeah. Not putting players in a position to succeed. Using Renfro excellently to start, right? You know, pick and choosing his spots on when he starts, mediocre right-handed pitching, crushes lefties, whatever, right? Pick and choosing. He got hot, and then I feel like after the Blue Jays series, he just played every day. Basically. And then just went, Pfft. Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> hmm. He, I'm using him this way, and he's doing well, so let me change up the way I'm using yeah, him. Yeah, it just it doesn't make sense. And that's why I can see, you know, the the whole, you know, we want to see what we have on top of, you know, let him have the autonomy. You know, let him. Yeah. I can sit here and tell you fucking browsing with my glasses on, on fucking fan graphs. Renfro should not be playing every day. He can hit some right-handed pitching, but it's got to be like, mediocre right-handed pitching, right? Like, he's like Kevin Mitchell. You throw a mediocre... You throw Mike Leak up there, Renfro is going to carve his ass up. Yeah. But it can't be up there like, okay, well, it's, you know, Scherzer's on the mound. we got to get our best bats in there. Renfro, go bat fourth. It's like, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. And also, like, I, I don't know if Andy was just too much of a pussy to do it, but, like, at some point, you have to sit Hosmer against tough lefties. Yeah, dude. it's... Like, uh, he's, <laughs> he never sits... No. You know what I mean? Like it's it comes to a point where like if you have a tough lefty or really almost any lefty, like I want to see a lineup to where Myers is at first base at that point in time, or like you're not playing Hosmer against these fucking guys because he's not hitting lefties well, and it's just like it's not working, Andy. Like you, you have to fix it, you have to adjust. switch it up and adjust, and he wasn't doing that. You have to be creative. I don't know if it's just like hey, I don't want to ruffle these guys' feathers, or hey, he's a pro, you know, he's been doing this his his whole career. I don't know. I don't know. At but. the end of the day, like if a player doesn't like it, it's like, well, tough shit. Like, like here's the information. So if you want to get, if you want to be in the lineup against the tougher lefties, 
get better. Yeah. And if you're not, we got to – Don't gotta, like it, play better. Yeah, I mean, you got to put your team in – and it's not like – it would be different. Like, Manny has really struggled offensively. Like, I, I mean, and I'm not trying to dog whistle, but, like, he looks burnt out. I he think does. He looks burnt out. It's a team that really went down the shitter. His best buddy isn't there anymore. Like, he's fucking on the bench. Yeah. And he seems like – and and but still, though, like – if you saw uh, Mejia's Breen's walk-off home run, well, the first guy's fucking up there. Like, Manny went out of his way to tap the guy on the shoulder to get turn him around to give him a hug. Like, he's clearly invested in the team. I think he's just burnt out with how Lose. they've been playing. Yeah. yeah. But at least he provides some fucking value. Like, he still plays defense. Like, Hosmer clanked. Uh, Hosmer stands were quite silent the other night when he clanked, like, three fucking plays. He booted one because he doesn't know how to field the ball in front of him, which we've seen in spring training. He does Terrible. not field the ball in front of him. Terrible. Myers was over there looking good at first base yesterday. God, oh, it could have been. But, like, it's like, at some point, you have to just say, like, I'm just trying to put my team in the best position to win. When you're starting Renfro every single fucking day, you're not doing that. When you refuse to, like, bench Hosmer against a tougher lefty to just let fucking, like, let Renfro play there, take Myers' spot in the outfield and put Myers at first. Yeah. Like, stack your fucking lineup. Like, exactly. you have to find ways to There's get creative. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing nobody expecting him to make the playoffs. Even when Tatis went down and you knew they were going to limit Paddock, like, but even then, they didn't limit Paddock that much. He he had his last start within two weeks of the end of the year. So it's like, you know, at some point, maybe you're not going to go 500 because you just lost your best player. But you shouldn't be fucking 16 games under. No. And they were fucking spiraling with Tatis. It just got worse when he got when he left. It was really bad. Really bad. Really bad. And they're just so dreadful to watch. It's so They boring. look burnt it's out so boring, and tired dude. they really do and and it's okay Kirby Yates I feel like has been sitting on like 40 <laughs> saves for like eight weeks yeah exactly <laughs> it's like exactly. all right Kirby's got his 40th save of the year he's been sitting on 39 since August 12th yeah you know and Andy <laughs> Andy got us 69 wins and he's gone yeah. so, so he, I mean a nice way yeah. to be fired yeah, yeah he did his job so let's talk about going forward because now that we've gotten done pissing and shitting all over Andy Green and hopefully I have earned the love and respect of good old H.J. <laughs> Preller um let's Let's talk about going forward. So we have heard some uh, some managerial name drops. First and foremost, the list AC put out was absolute dog shit. Bruce Bochy, Mike Sosha, sweet Jesus, no. Um, but some other stuff we heard. I don't know if you guys have heard it. It's on their uh, iHeartRadio uh, link for uh, the Darren Smith Show. But they had AJ Casvel on a little last minute. And uh, really great interview, of course, per usual for DS. But uh, towards the end, Darren pushes him. He's like, okay, you know, we've, we've talked about this and that, what they're looking for. You know, and, and he's saying, you know, they might want an analytical guy, uh, but also a guy who's played in big games or managed in big games, has that experience. And Darren pushes him and says, give me two words. Who do you think is going to be the Potters manager? Give me two words. And he's like, well, nope, two words, two words, AJ. And he says, Joe Madden, but up, oh, nope, nope, that's it. That's the end of the interview. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Just two words. But we called it as well. Like, we think Joe Madden might be the guy. And uh, Chicago looks like they're going to be on the outside looking into the wild card. Yeah, exactly, dude. I think Madden. I think Madden is the a great number fit. one. I, I think he's a great fit for what we're looking for. And everyone's like, "Oh, hey, well, you know, look at Chicago. Look at what they're doing now. You really want this guy?" I'm like, "Absolutely. Look at the rest of the teams that he's managed. Let's, like, teams collapse. This shit happens. Like, yeah. it's fine." I mean, let's not act like they addressed the bullpen. Let's not act like they addressed the starters because their rich fucking owners basically said. He basically said, we don't have any money. Yeah. Like, they had, I forgot who they traded. They dealt somebody or something so that they could afford Cole Hamill's option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. This is the fucking Cubs. Yeah. That was like God, it was like Padre Land over there. <laughs> they spent a lot of money to get one World Series win, right? Yeah. So it's not like they were able to like build a dynasty and reload. Their prospects haven't hit the ones that they did keep. Um, so it's it's been rough. But like the way I look at Madden, and I was on a sub forum somewhere. Uh, talking about this, like, because the guy's a Cubs fan. He's like, oh, he's the smartest guy in the room. He'll tell you. And I'm like, this is what I look at. When Madden took over the Tampa Bay Rays, they were fucking dog shit. You know, they were they were legit 60, 70 wins at best uh, when he took over. I think out of the, I'm going to look it up right now, but of the years he was there, Tampa only had one, two, three losing seasons from 2006 to 2014. So what's that, nine years? Three losing seasons. And this is a team where, yeah, they had Evan Longoria and they had David Price. At times they had James Shields and at times they had Matt Garza. But really, those were their two guys, Price and Longoria. Basically. And it's basically a stars and scrubs <laughs> roster build where let's see if we can platoon here or, you know, get a fucking short burst out of this guy. It was two stars and a bunch of duct tape together position players and pitchers. Yeah. And some fucking how, some way, this guy managed to rattle off six out of nine losing se- or winning seasons. He won 90 games. In a very games. tough AL East. Extremely tough <laughs> AL East. very tough yeah. AL East. Yeah, let's not pretend. That's what I'm focusing on. I'm it's, not focusing on this collapse this, this year. This isn't Francona winning in the fucking Central while the Twins are trying to figure it out. Like, this is this guy's in the, the toughest division in all yeah. of baseball, and he's – Fucking winning. And the Orioles were good during this time, too. Let's not forget, like, the Orioles were on a bit of a resurgence. It's one of those pesky, like, hey, we got a puncher's chance to win the division type of teams. And he won one, two, three, four, five times he won 90 games. He won at least 84 or more six times. Is that good? That is great, Oh, Eric. that's great. Okay. That is great. Okay. So the reason I like Madden, he understands the idea of using a young roster where you have evolving parts, being creative. We've seen it with how he's used David Bodie and Schwarber and Ian Happ and Ben Zobrist and Javi Baez. People forget he's such a fucking star now. He was a utility guy who could kind of sort of hit and was amazing with the glove. Right. Right? Like, And he's handled transitioning like he did not fuck around when Addison Russell came back. Now he said some, some not so great things when he did it, but... From a roster manager standpoint, he's like, fuck off, guy. Javi's a shortstop. Yeah. <laughs> you can go play second. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean. You're not moving. Yeah. Uh, we're not moving him off the off the team. But, like, you know, figuring out that, hey, Chris Bryant's pretty decent in the outfield. You know, we're going to move him to try to get some other guys around in the lineup. Um, figuring out how to get value out of Jason Hayward. Like, that's amazing. Did that contract look dead on arrival? It really did. And now Jason Hayward doesn't look like – I mean, he's still overpaid, but he's not – grossly overpaid right. it doesn't look like will myers contract looked up to like the middle of august um but he's he's done both things that you look for he's taken a team a young team help that team develop and then transition into a contender and then take over a club like the potters where they're coming off a really bad year they just can their manager and transitioning that team that has the core in place and is adding more and transitioning them into a contender right and he's done it with a lot of money, and he's done it with no money. Exactly. And I think that's a perfect fit. Now, there also the rumor is that they wanted to hand in the job in 2016, but he turned it down, and they I didn't hear that. Yeah, so, no, not Madden. So, we, I think we all want Joe Madden. Yeah. I, I, and if he's available, Casavelli even said, like, the team has spent, you know, unprecedented amounts of money. They gave Will Myers a lot of money in an offseason, then Hosmer, and then Machado. So, I can't see them not wanting to pony up uh, for a manager. Right. Um but the other guy that we've been hearing a lot is Moises Alou. Apparently, and he, I think he works for the Padres in their DSL complex. But he's a guy who, have, uh, supposedly, according to Twitter rumors, has well, had the job in hand if he wanted it back in 2016. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, yeah, and then, of course, if he wants it now, he has it. What do you think on Moises Alou? Like, I am interested. 
Yeah, I, I don't think Madden he's... speaks Spanish, by the way, if you were curious. Joe Madden does? Yes, he does. He did an interview in Spanish. I saw it earlier. No shit. Yep. I had no idea. Dude. Yeah. I had no idea. So Not I... as good as your Spanish, <laughs> but pretty good. I don't know. It's, it's just, when it comes to Alu, like, I really feel like you need a name. You need a name. Like, they want... You, you listen to Hot, Hot Lava Podcast, or I listen to it on the way you, home. You listen to it. I didn't listen to it. And it really sounded like, from what AC was saying, like, they're looking for two things. They're looking for, number one, um, a name. Like, they want a, a respectable a guy. A, a guy that's been there before. Dusty Bakery it is! Well, That's Chris Paddock weeps in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they're basically looking for someone that can that has been there before they're looking for a name like that's that's what they want and i don't think moises alu is that guy like no and and if he's not really sure if he wants the managerial job yeah. why are we trying to give it to him like why are we pushing so hard to give it to him i don't why know. are we trying to hire him to fire him <laughs> exactly like i i think that you have to bring in a name like i that you have to make a splash number one uncle ron loves splashes they, you know the padres they obviously love when the team when the whole league is talking about oh them. yeah they love that fucking they love 2015 it. they loved it they love the Absolutely. fucking hosmer the machado especially they, yeah. Do you remember Seidler's shit-eating grin? Oh, absolutely. When they yeah. were sitting there, oh, you know, we can't, uh, they we can't really talk it. about it. <laughs> they love it, and it's just like me. I always lean towards Ben. I don't mind Alou. Like Alou's fine. I mean, he has managed. I think he's managed in the WBC a couple times. Yeah. I'm sure he's managed in, uh, yeah, in uh, you know the Caribbean leagues or the Winter leagues, but. He's, I agree with you. I mean, he's I interesting. I don't mind. Yeah, I mean, he's interesting. Like, but he's, 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 he's been around the org. He knows yeah. the players. Like, he knows what we're working with. I feel like he would be pretty pretty malleable to where he can, yeah. you know, they can mold him into what they want him to be. But I don't know if they want someone like that. Because that's what Andy, that's what they thought they were getting with Andy. And it turns out that he wasn't really the fit. Like, it turned out Andy liked scrappy uh, hustle yeah, players. Yeah, I, I see them I see them bringing a name. Like, I really, really think that Madden is going to be the guy. And, and I'd be surprised at this point if it's not Madden. There's other names out there it's kind of you know loretta's kinda, interesting it, it's interesting but loretta's another you know he was in the organization yeah he was in the organization but it really sounded like ac made it sound or like ac was saying and he drops these little hints all yeah. the time like they want a name i think they want him he mentioned bochi he mentioned uh, socia what do you feel he about bochi i i socia i can i can understand i already know how you feel about that one what do yeah. you think about boach boach i feel like people forget uh, we hated him by the time he got out. I of remember here. being really pissed off because he seemingly refused to play Xavier Nady. <laughs> like I, I was 16 years old. The la- you know when he re- when he managed here last, so I wasn't. He also benched Mike Piazza and uh, Josh Barfield in a playoff game that David Wells started. So yeah. Josh Bard and Todd Walker started. But at the same time, he won three World Series in six in five years. He so, did, but not with us. Not with us, but with another team that had talent. And yeah. if he comes here, he would be coming to a team with talent. But it's like he comes out and says, like, "Hey guys, I'm I'm retiring. I'm really happy with my decision. I'm looking forward to my retirement." We're like, "No, no, no." No, you're not, Boach. It's like, you can't force him to work here. I mean, like AC said, like, oh, hey, people that are really close to Bochi have, you know, have said that he's basically come out and hinted that, hey, he would take the job if he was there. So, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want Bochi because it's a retread. Like, I want somebody who's... Yeah, but Bochi's a guy you make an exception for. Maybe. As far as retreads. But how, how hungry can he be at this point if he's basically hanging it up, right? Like, he's basically saying, oh, you know, if they offer me a job, I might take it. Yeah. But it's like... I want somebody that like that might be hungry or might have something to prove. Like Matt, I look at it like Francona, right? Tito Francona when he left Boston, right? He went out on a bad note. Like, yeah. not that he lost the clubhouse, but that it was more of like a college party scene than it was him running. Like, you know, hey, I'm the manager. It's, it was 
it was not what you would want to hear at Clubhouse being like, allegedly. Um, and then he, you know, he lost the Clubhouse. You know, the, it was the same voice over and over. It just run its course. And then he went to fucking Cleveland with something to prove, right? Like, he won a World Series in Boston. I think he won two. Uh, but he went to Cleveland with something to prove. And he helped steer that franchise around. I feel like Joe Madden could still have that kind of fire where I don't know if Bochi does. Like, Bochi's won three World Series. He's gone through, like, managing, you know, through fucking bonds and transitioning and then winning. Like, I do think he's legitimately burned out. Yeah, but do you think part of him, <laughs> and this is this might sound stupid, and, and as I'm thinking about it, I don't even know if I want to say it. Just but say you, it. But do you think part of him thinks, like, hey, I really wish I would have got it done in San Diego? And now is an no, opportunity I don't think to that's get dumb. it done in San Diego. Like, I don't think it's It's dumb. a prime opportunity. It's really, dude, imagine how awkward it would be if he took the job. And got <laughs> fired again? Well, no, it's like after all of this love he's gotten from the whole league and especially the Giants and all this shit. And now he it's pulls like, a hey, junior sale? I'm going to the division rival. Not the rival, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm going to another team in the division to my old team. And, and I'm coming after you guys now. It's, it'd be really awkward. But as far as, I mean, I... Would kind of be open to Bochi. I, I remember the only thing I remember about him, and I was 16, so like I was getting drunk, going to the beach, and I watch, I watching the games, of course. Yes, but I wasn't as into it as I as I am now. I didn't follow it as closely as what I'm trying to say because I had other shit on my mind. Yeah. Um. All I remember about Bochi mostly was that I was really pissed off that he didn't play Xavier Nady. That's all I really fucking remember. So now I have that ingrained in my mind. I'm like, hey, maybe Boach isn't going to be really good with playing the new, the younger kids. He was notoriously he's he and Bud Black. I feel like had especially Bud fucking Black had the same issue where they didn't play the younger guys. They favored the veterans, yeah. um, which is weird that he would start Bart over Piazza. But nonetheless, but that he favored the veterans. Um, and my issue with that is that like I feel like. They traded fucking Benji Molina when they brought Buster Posey up. They shared the roster spot for a while, and then they fucking dealt him. And I feel like they dealt him because they at some point had to make Bochi fucking commit to him. Because we don't other- even want to give Bochi the option. To yeah, play. yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. with Joe Panic, right? They're like, fuck it. We're getting rid of Freddie Gonzalez. We're getting rid of everybody. You have to. You. Have- they pulled the uh, fucking money ball when uh, Billy Bean trades uh, yeah. Carlos Pena. Yeah. You got to play Scott Hatterberg now, asshole. <laughs> There's nobody here. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is if we. Same thing with if, Belt. <laughs> if they bring in Bochi, yeah. then Hedges is gone is what you're saying. No, Hedges is here to stay, man. He is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, 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 yeah, exactly. He's like, gonna be our Benji. See, that's the thing is that Hedgy, I, Benji. They need gone. to have a guy, and I think Bochi from a manager. Like, there's one thing I've noticed, and maybe I'm wrong, but that Bud Black and Bruce Bochi were clearly ahead of the game on as far as Andy Green goes. Is their pitching staff and bullpen management? We may have fucking hated the way Bud Black was basically like six innings and you're done, but goddamn it, it worked. And he won seventy some odd games every year despite having lesser talent. Outside of the 2015 year, which was a flawed roster, but nonetheless, he still had lesser talent than what Green had this year, and he somehow found a fucking way. You know, so I do think that Bochi would be better on a pitching staff. I just don't. I don't think he's the guy, right? I want somebody younger. I'll put it maybe this one, man. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I and, just and feel like me, it's a retread. Yeah, and, and at the same time, I feel like for me to be sitting here saying, "Well, like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't like the way this guy does this." I don't really know, dude. Like, like these guys know their job more than I do. <laughs> like, I'll bitch about it, of course. But, like, if, if I'm looking at it, what I really care about me, and maybe this sounds casual fanish, but I really feel like players play better, and you're going to hate this, and all the stat nerds, Padres Farm, they're going to fu- – you guys are going to fucking hate this. Because, Why don't you say it before you start because, assuming my reaction? <laughs> because you can't quantify it on paper. I really feel like 
the clubhouse has to play for the manager. They have to. Oh, I agree with that. You have to bring in a guy that the that people want to collectively pull for. They fucking love Bochi. Like the players love Bochi, and I, I know the I players know, love Madden. I know they did not love Andy Green. Oh, true. And, and I know that the Giants are. You know they had they got really hot, and then they kind of they cooled off big time. But you need guys. Or you need a guy that people in your clubhouse are going to want to play for. Bochi is Bochi is going to be one of those guys to me, and Madden is really going to be one of those guys. And from everything that I've heard, it's like, hey, well, you know, Joe he he runs a really loose clubhouse. Well, good. That's what we need. Like, look at our personalities that we have here. We have we have Machado, we have Tatis, we have Hosmer. Like, you need a loose clubhouse. We bring have Fred Mill. <laughs> well, we're gonna have Tremel who fits yeah, the same mold. Yeah, tell as me, Tremel doesn't fit when he's high stepping after hitting a grand exactly. slam. Like, you have these guys. Like, you we need a loose clubhouse. Like when I hear guys like, oh, Joe Girardi, fuck that, <laughs> fuck that. Like, I don't want some um, cop. Yeah, I don't. I don't want principal. A, you don't want I don't want principal? the fun police. I don't want the PC principal. I don't want that shit. Like, I want a guy that's going to keep it really loose, and I think Madden's going to keep it loose. He's going to Madden. I think is going to play a good role in saying like, "Hey, yeah, it's baseball, but it's not life or death." Yeah. And I feel like if that pressure is taken off, I feel like he's a guy that will take heat for his players when he doesn't have to. Whereas Andy wouldn't do that. Like when Tatis tried clearly. Sell, yeah, when clearly. Tatis tried putting down the bunks, like, "Oh, hey, you know, we didn't say that." Like, no, 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 no. You don't do that. You take that. You yeah. take it. For your player there you take it and joe madden will do that boach will do that and that's what i care about that's what i care i want someone to keep it loose i do want someone that's been there before and i want someone that's a name that players will respect i think bochi's that i think madden's that i want madden because like you said the fire you said that he's done it with high payrolls he's done with lower payrolls he's scrapped in tough divisions i really like the idea of joe madden i think he's just a perfect fucking fit he really is i like the idea of josh bard um He's really intriguing, but I do think you're right at this point where the Padres are. Josh Bard is intriguing if you're like the Rays when they hired Joe Madden. Here's this analytically-minded guy who's kind of sort of a rookie coach or manager, and you're bringing him in to help transition the next year or two when you think he'll be a contender in year three because that's when Longoria was coming up and all that stuff. Well, but like where they're at right now, I definitely think they need to do like – Josh the- Bard would have been intriguing going into this year or going into last year. Agreed. But not but going not, into next year. Yeah. Um, same thing with Mark I like Loretta. what I hear about him. I mean, like... Yeah, a, absolutely. And same with Loretta. I, I like what I hear I about him. I love what I hear about Emlo. Good old Emlo. I think that... Pre, like, I think Preller really, really is going to is gonna bring in a name. Like, he has to, dude. Like, he has to. I think they're licking Preller's their Preller's on the hot seat now, shot. dude. Absolutely. And I mentioned... Uh, one thing I want to touch on before we talk on Preller... Uh, Preller's Aspen on fire right now is that... Um, Sackbun Dustin, if you guys haven't fucking subscribed, even on my cheap asses, subscribe to it. <laughs> Please subscribe to the Sack, uh, Sack Bunt newsletter. It's excellent. He made a good point about uh, the personalities of the ball club uh, this morning in his uh, newsletter in that the personality for the ball club, especially the first half, really took over. Remember, you you'd ask, like, oh, how much can they keep the fire going? I'm like, as long as they keep playing well, I think I don't think they'll get burned out. And then they stopped playing well. Yeah. But he's mentioned the more the worse they played and, you know, the worse that they did – the more you notice Andy Green kind of off in his perch on the steps, really, really stoic, really emotionless. And I think you're right. Like, I don't think it's nothing to say, like, you don't want to play for a manager. I think that's part of Terry Francona's appeal is that his players fucking love him. Oh, absolutely. It's saying Charlie Manuel. His players fucking love him. Andy Green, nobody loved that guy. No. Like, nobody loved I, I would They argue, tolerated yeah, him. Yeah, they tolerated him. Yeah. I don't know if they love. I don't think the 2015 team loved Bud Black. I don't know about the guys before that, but I don't think the 2015 team loved him. Um, but 
you're right, like, about the personality. Like, Madden would fit because he's not Mr. Stoic. Like, he's Mr. Have a Good Time. I could absolutely fucking see him rocking a Mochalo shirt and fucking doing the goddamn chop. Like, <laughs> I could absolutely see it. And I think... And I think well, he's dude. He's the type of guy like the team's struggling, right? They they've lost. He'll come up. They've with some lost five way. or five, yeah, five or out six. Of, yeah, five of six. And then you fucking you walk into the clubhouse and there's a fucking monkey, yeah. like moving around. You know what I mean? Or there's a goddamn magician in the clubhouse. Like he's got Preller dressed up with pillowy clothes. He that's the type of guy that Madden <laughs> is, and, and that's is. the type of guy that I I feel like will gen, will and, resonate really well with these younger kids coming and up. Bochi's not that guy. I didn't guy. know that he spoke yeah. Spanish. I had no idea. Yeah, in an interview, somebody put it the other day. I was like, holy shit. Well, I was thinking to myself, and I was thinking uh, yesterday or earlier today, and I was like, I've I've said before, like, hey, the next manager, they really need to speak Spanish. But then I was thinking today, do they really need to speak Spanish? Because, like, if you look at it, it's like, look at the players. Tatis, perfect English. English. Urias, perfect English. Like he's Mejia's learning. Mejia has went out of his way, and I, God damn it, I love Mejia. Mejia said, hey, sneaky, I am sneaky really, eyes. Yeah, I am really putting in an effort to get better at English so that I can communicate with my pitchers better. Mejia's learning English. Um, give me some other guys on the team. Like, Margot has a translator, but I think it's just because he's not comfortable in interviews. Yeah. But I'm sure his English is just fine. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. I'm sure it's good I agree. enough. And I, I'm Greg just, Garcia speaks English. I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what, like, what players like Patino coming up? Patino is he? Fuck, is he's already fluent. The motherfucker was six. He was fluent in like a year and a half. Perfect English. <laughs> and I don't know about like Campisano. I'm, I'm not sure, but Campisano like, was a U.S. draftee. Okay. Yeah, well. so he probably speaks English. <laughs> Solid shot, buddy. Nice job, Eric. I don't know why. I, I feel like I remember someone. He's uh, a second round pick, Campisano. I feel like I remember someone saying that he had a translator for. Uh, he may. Whatever. But I'm looking at I'm like, I don't really think it's that big of a deal that the guy's. I think it would help. It's a nice though. bonus. Yeah. But it, it, that's not as important to me as it was, say, even a month ago. I think it would help because yeah, the, the one thing I've, you've noticed with these, with these Preller teams is that. It's a different, like, I love the pitching staff group hugs. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. I love the chop, but it's a lot, the team's a lot more diverse than your typical, like, basically from inception up through, like, 2000 and when probably take over 15, mm-hmm. you know, white bread, fucking boring, <laughs> no culture, mediocre Manila Padres, right? Creative player Padres. Yeah. Right? Brad like, Hopp, there's a, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Ludwig. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> David Eckstein. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but there's a lot more, like, it's more Miguel Tejada now than it is David Eckstein, Chase exactly. Headley, right? Like, there's more flair. And I think you need a manager who can help cultivate that culture. And I don't know if that's Bochi because I think of the Giants, and that's what I think of. I think Bochi's great for a team that's got a, a couple of young guys, a Stars and Scrubs team. Yeah. That's what he had here. He had Adrian Gonzalez, and that was it. I mean, Brian Giles was productive here, but, like, that's what he fuck had. Fuck Brian Giles. I hate Brian Giles. I Absolutely will never... fucking terrible guy. <laughs> terrible guy. I'm just I referencing will... him as a player. I will never, ever support anything Giles at all. I don't care what antics I've seen from anyone. Anytime you mention Giles, man, I get really mad. I hate that guy. Anyways, what were you saying? You don't want to shake his hand? I, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. I'm talking about how much I hate Brian Giles. What I'm Brian saying Giles. is that I feel like Bruce Bochy would be really... fucking guy. <laughs> Would be really good in like a stars and scrubs because that's what the Giants were. They had a couple stars and some pitching and some scrubs. They're basically like what the Oakland A's wish they could be. Yeah. Right. So I feel like Bochy would do good with that. I feel like Madden is a better fit for this particular roster because he likes that fucking you know high flair, high charisma. Bochy doesn't seem like he'd get on board with that kind of stuff. He seems kind of more like you know uh, Joe Madden's like your cool drunk uncle. What do you think about Ron Washington? 
No, he has a he has a history with Preller from Texas. He, he does. I would. I he mean, went to. Didn't he go to back to back World Series with Texas? He did, and I think he managed his way out of them, but um, by not pulling Nelson Nelson no? Cruz out of right. I think number one, Ron Washington. You have to worry about the domestic violence shit because that's True. what yeah. it was. He also had an affair. Um, <laughs> I got to go I, home to my family. By the way, I cheated on my wife and I punched her. All right, guys. <laughs> I didn't. Uh... Yeah, you didn't know he had domestic God violence issues? damn it. No. Yeah. I didn't hear about that. All I okay. heard about was, uh, yeah, crack. I smoke rocks, Joe Rogan. <laughs> That's all I heard about. Oh. I didn't know. Well, oh, well there you go. Terrible. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to Google it to make sure I don't get sued for fucking <laughs> libel or slander. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure. That, I had no uh, idea. That's that's yeah. terrible. He definitely had a fucking affair on his wife because when he left his last coaching gig, um, that was the issue. Oh, I have a you know family thing uh, I need to deal with, and then he came out and admitted he cheated on his wife. Um, I'm still laughing. Like I shouldn't laugh at that, but <laughs> I think you're just laughing at. Uh, hey, I cheated yeah. on my wife and I punched her. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't think I don't. I, I feel like I would know that, and I feel like he wouldn't be in the game right I feel now like I saw that's what he did. Full shit, guy. There's all kind of fucking Addison Russell still in the game. Mm-hmm. And if you, I don't know if you ever read it. If you haven't read it, I don't advise to. It is brutal. Yeah. The account of Addison Russell is absolutely brutal. Fucking Aroldis Chapman, fucking, didn't he choke his wife and, like, shoot a glass window or something to scare her? He's still pitching, and he's making quite a bit of money doing it. Yeah, I know, but uh. these are guys that are actively... Uh, helping their team win. Isn't Washington a third base coach for fucking I mean, he's still the in the Braves? fucking game. Yeah. He's still in the fucking game. All I can see here is it looks like uh, infidelity. Yeah. I'm not seeing domestic violence. Oh, yet. nope. Nope. Here it goes. Texas Ranger manager Ron Washington resigns over sexual assault allegations back in 2014. Oh, God. So, yeah. No thanks. Oh, Excellent boy. fucking coach. Turned Marcus Semien into a great player, but uh, no thanks. So, no. like I was saying, I hate everything Ron Washington. <laughs> Anything Ron Washington, I don't care about that. I don't want to hear it. I anything about that guy, I just can't stand. Complete vile human being. I also want to go against everything that he stands yeah, for. Yep. As well as Juan Washington, there's nothing funny about domestic violence. He can go fuck himself for all I care. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that's a terrible thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so here's a, here's a name, and because <laughs> when I think about it, I'm thinking that Bud Black. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Especially not after his goddamn six pitching changes in the seventh inning Ugh. last weekend. Ugh. So. What I'm thinking about... At least he's trying, instead of leaving <laughs> fucking wing ding out there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that To walk shit, five guys per nine Fuck innings. That. Um, what I'm thinking about, I think it's safe to assume, and assuming that Manny doesn't opt out of his contract, it's safe to assume, in my opinion, that Manny will be here longer than the next Padre manager. More Is than likely. Is that safe to assume? Assuming if, he opts in, absolutely. If the next if the next Padres manager is here longer than Manny, then we've enjoyed some great fucking times. You know what I mean? So Manny is going to have a lot of say in who's going to be I was going to say, like, what That's do you what think? That's what I think. So what, what about Showalter? Here's, no one's mentioned Buck. Here's my thing with Showalter. Number one, he has ruined a lot of pitchers. Right? Like Dylan <laughs> I don't Bundy. care. I care because he's ruined Dylan Bundy. He ruined fucking Gosman. Like, name a pitcher that thrived under he him. He also won Nobody. a lot of games. He won. Yes, he did, and I'll give him that. But Jake Arrieta sucked under him. Kevin Gosman wasn't any good. Fucking Dylan Bundy's been ruined. Like, the other thing with Showalter is that I think for Showalter, if he's going to go, like, the thing what makes guys like Bochy and Showalter, to me, successful is that they're given full autonomy. Like, I don't think that uh, Brian Sabian and whoever his, his, his successor was was telling Bochy what they did. Say, hey, Boach, here's the roster. Like, here's the guys we like. Fucking do your thing. Right? And I think Showalter, when he took the Orioles job, 
uh, was the same way. Um, if we want to hire Showalter to fire him and win a World Series the following year, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would be happy to fucking hire him, win the wild card, and fire him, only to win the World Series the next year and pull the Yankees and Diamondbacks. But, Bring in Bob Brindley? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. The but um, that'd be a good idea. You know, like Major League where they tore the clothes off the the lady. Yeah. Put Bob Brendley on there, but you actually put stickers on to build up the uh, the white hood. the garb. <laughs> be real motivating with that's, a chain. That's great, dude. That's great. <laughs> Anyways, but I think that's why Bochi and the shoulder types wouldn't fit because unless they're just given a hundred percent full autonomy, and Preller saying like, hey, this you know this team's performance is a reflection of me and my player development staff. I think they're going to want a guy that's more of an extension of that, which is why the Alou makes sense. It's why Madden would make sense. It's why Barajas would make sense because they cleaned fucking house with coaching staffs, but True. he happened to stay on. He came in the year before. So um, I would wonder, and I brought this up with Conniff, he's like, maybe, maybe if they can't get who they want. But like if fucking, let's say the last eight games, they gave fucking Hot Rod a goddamn champagne bath for winning his first fucking game. Beer and, shower. Yeah, beer shower, excuse me. But – you know what? Local. If Hosmer, local, local. How local? Like up the street local or just local in general? <laughs> I'm sure it was Bud. Sure. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Couldn't hit him with some Modelo? Yeah. But uh, I, I would wonder, like, if Hosmer and Machado, because you know those are the two guys. Like, they're going to fucking, you know, hey, what do you think about this guy? I wonder if they say, like, hey, you know what? Like, we really like, like, we really like Brahas. So, like, yeah. yeah, go out and get mad and go out and get who you get. But, like, if there's nobody there, you can't find somebody. Like, we really like Rod. Like we really rally behind him. Yeah. I wonder if they, the whole team, like Tatis, goes up there. Yeah, let's get, let, let's keep Rod. I wonder if they'll just say fuck it. Well, he's a part of the organization. He understands the philosophy. He's worked his way up through the ranks. The fucking the the Cardinals did it with. Uh, I forget their manager's name now, but the Cardinals manager is the same way. Brian Snicker of the Braves, same fucking way. That guy stuck around for ages, waiting to manage. If you. If you shoot for the stars with Madden and you land on the clouds with Barajas, I'm I'm happy. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I'm but okay that'd with, be the backup, right? That, if you don't that get also Madden, means, that also means that they've gone through the clubhouse, they've gotten the opinions of the guys, and they and the consensus opinion is that hey, Rod is our guy. And I think that and matters. I think I think it does matter. And I do <laughs> wonder if they fucking talk because they said they're already having these meetings. I wonder if they talk to Manny and Tatis and Hosmer like, hey, what do you got? I fucking know they already knew they didn't need to bring Myers in. <laughs> Hey Will, fire him. You brought up you brought up Will and you brought up Barajas. So last night, if you guys are paying attention on Twitter, and this was uh, Sunday night, there was the Kirby Yates, uh, the Kirby Yates and his wife. Um, sorry, I don't know his wife's name, but they put on this uh, foundation, this fundraising dinner or uh, fundraising event at the American Comedy Company. I'm butchering it. I'm sorry, <laughs> but the reason why I bring it up is uh, Liddy tweeted out that uh, Will Myers had passed out. And no one knew what was going on. And you mentioning Barajas and, and all that, it kind of makes me laugh because I put screenshots in our in our group chat. And I'm like, hey, Liddy's saying that uh, at the Yates fundraiser, like, Will passed out and they rushed him back and the EMTs are looking at him like, what the fuck? And I sent some screenshots of the, of yeah, the, the tweets, tweets just so you guys would know what the hell I was talking about. Yeah. And Kevin's like, oh, what the fuck? And I was like, I, dude, I have, I have no idea what's going on. Like, she's saying he looked fine. Fine one minute, he's on the floor the next. And your response... <laughs> Your response to that, hey John, what do you think the internal feeling is on Barajas? I hadn't, <laughs> I had not seen the fucking the messages yet. Hey, Will Myers could be dead right now. Hey John, anyways, uh, I had not the seen the messages. You know when you get in there, and it's like twelve unread messages. I laughed my ass off when I saw that. Oh, thing. I'm glad I brought joy to it your life. It was so good. Yeah, so good. I'm glad I brought joy. Let's uh, let's move it. So I think we all we want. 
We want Madden. We'd like a big name, but if they have to land on Barras, I think we're okay with that. Team seems to love him. Yeah. Um, so next up. Dude, for me, honestly, like Madden is my number one. I'm okay with Bochi as number two. I think he's committed to retirement. I do too. I, at least for a couple of years. I, I think take it's a break. yeah. I, I don't. I don't think it's something that they should overly exert themselves to make happen. Yeah. I feel like they should go the extra mile to bring Madden in and make that be a fit. I think that should be the guy. That's, That's the guy yeah. I really want. Um, I'm Madden, um, Bochi, and then I'm Barajas. I'm pretty much Madden or bust. If it's not going to well, be, yeah, I mean, I, but that's to say, like, I'm not like I, for reasons I mentioned, like, you know, Bochi is, is more of like, give me, give me what, give me the groceries and let me make dinner. Whereas, you know, I don't think Madden is that kind of guy that he's like, okay, what are we doing? Well, we've heard before, and and I, and I'm, if she didn't say this, if you're listening, you didn't say it, then I'm sorry, but I feel like I remember because we kind of asked uh, Kelly because yeah, you know she's in tune with the Cubs. Like, hey, what are people saying about Madden? And she had mentioned, like, oh, you know, sometimes he's he's critiqued for uh, believing and trusting his relievers to a fault or his pitchers to a fault. And I'm thinking, well, we about just it. got done watching Trey Wingenter blow well, a two nothing game. Well, my thing is, is, is it kind of has me deficit. thinking, like, I don't know if Madden like is going to be using the pitchers differently, and I don't know if he's going to completely go in line with what the front office wants or if maybe he's going to say, like, hey, I know this is what you want, but here's what I think should happen. Like, it's good to have differing opinions like that. Which is a collaboration. You're, there. Yeah, so exactly. It, it's kind of intriguing to me to see how different pitchers is in particular yeah. are going to be used, like, going forward. Like, is are they just going to cut Paddock loose next year? I hope they do. Oh, fuck yeah, I think they're going to cut, gonna him, cut loose. him loose. Like, His brother's going to have an aneurysm I if think, they don't. <laughs> I think they're going to call up. I think they're going to start the season with Mackenzie Gore on the roster. I think that's a safe assumption. Are I, think gonna gonna let, I think they're going to let Garrett Richards throw till his arm falls off. Yeah, might as well, dude. <laughs> it's his last year in contract. Ten stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, throw him this, till his arm falls off. Yeah, so he got backups. Be, it'll be kind of interesting to see how it goes. So. Actually looking, um, and we'll talk on this in a second, but I agree. I can also see them saying, like, look, Joe, like, we know you know how to handle player development. Like, this is what we want to see. Like, we want, assuming they, they don't make, you know, trades to upgrade there, we want Tatis, Urias, Machado, we want Margot or whoever they get out and left. Like, that's what we want. And yeah. then just do your fucking thing, right? Yeah. Like, play to fucking win. We want these guys to develop. We want Mejia. But other than that, like, play to win. Yeah. And basically, you're, you're just going to do your thing with the pitching staff. And if we feel like we need to touch base on usage or we see something. Because they have the Rap Soto stuff, right? Like, if we see something mechanically, we'll touch on it. and Whatever. I could see them just saying, like, fucking, here are the keys, buddy. Here are the fucking keys. Go drive this shit to the World Series. Yeah. Um, what I'm curious to, to hear... Is uh, what what are you looking forward to in the offseason? Because this isn't going to be our last pod. They're going to do something in the offseason. Well, dude, obviously hire a manager, but yeah, something else. Well, I mean, we've t- I feel like we've talked about this plenty, and it's like we're, we're at the. Well, hour. who's realistic? Because I know we're, we know they're going to make trade. They need pitching. I honestly they need, uh, they need a pitcher. I honestly have no idea what is realistic because I have no idea what to expect other than to expect a lot. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. I think there's 100% going to be a lot of movement. And and that's another thing. Like and you know Gore, Patino, Campusano and Tremel are safe. Good luck everybody else. Well, well, Abrams I don't think and I think maybe Edwards is on the fringe, but well, um, I mean, other than that, I we think, mentioned AC yeah. earlier. I mean, AC yeah. AC wrote a piece and was like, "Hey, the Padres are really uh, making it a point to protect what they view as their top ten prospects and not trade from that." Which, which I know you love because hey, that's what the Dodgers do. I think you but, keep those best guys and you trade everybody else. I don't think that's a bad idea. So basically, what what Kevin AC says, "Hey, they they're gonna try to pry another team's gold by piecing a bunch of their silver together." That's not that's not a bad idea. 
Well, that's what I, I said. Know. I think you package guys together because who's their top ten right now? I mean, without looking, obviously Gore, Patino, Campisano, Edwards, Abrams, Tramel, and I don't know who the other three would be. Maybe Cantillo. Sure. Who knows? Sure. Yeah. But yeah, what to expect? I expect a lot of movement. Big splashes. I would not be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if Urias is traded. I would not be. Surprised I wouldn't be if either. He's traded. I wouldn't be. I would be more surprised if Mejia is moved, but it wouldn't shock me. I think those two guys could definitely be moved, and it, and honestly, if if those guys are packaged as part of a package or whatever, and it brings you in a front of the line pitcher, like that's what we need. Man. I I threw this that's out what on. We need. I didn't throw it in a. I think I threw it out in a poll. Perhaps I don't remember. I've been doing a lot of polls lately, but um, I asked you this a while ago, and I'll ask you again because the Red Sox obviously are cleaning house. They're trying to get under the luxury tax. No, we're not bringing Mookie. No, absolutely no, 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 no. We're not. They're, they'd be foolish to trade him because if we're going to piece together oh, a bunch of I know silver, yeah. This. Would you do the straight up? Like, hey, you guys, you guys need a first baseman, Boston, because Moreland's leaving. He's on. You know, you probably don't want him back. You can save ten million a year if you send us David Price. What's left? Because David Price, when you look at his numbers, he's actually been pretty good when he's on the field. But trade him and then send Will Myers over there. Hmm. Well, I mean, you'd be reuniting David Price with Joe Madden, which would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Counting my eggs. I think I Joe Madden is going to be dismissed. I think the, a change of scenery might. I mean, it's before not the, the wild card game, Joe Madden's going to be dismissed, and before uh, and then after the first wild card game, he's going to be introduced as a <laughs> Padres manager. <laughs> yeah, and no, it's just you know that's an intriguing thought about that. It's like so that's one thought. I have another one for you. Here it's in a it's intriguing. I wouldn't hate it. I'll put it that way. I wouldn't yeah. hate it. Like so, what you trade Will Myers and I wouldn't even give a prospect because the 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 what you're trading. Oh, no, they would send yeah. the Padres would send or. Red Sox would send the Padres cash to offset because Price is making thirty one or thirty one and Myers is making twenty. So but you're, but you're but would you swapping bad contracts? Yeah, and maybe not even send that much cash. I mean, you're doing a ten million dollar increase to take on. We send them yeah. Will. We send them a case of Pedialyte for, <laughs> for his hangovers and, and for hair his glue. pass out sessions and hair glue and his and his toupees, and they send us David Price and some cash. I wouldn't. I hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. Here's another one that it. might be a bigger splash. Um, the Cubs are probably going to transition, right? Because I think their window is closing. Clearly, they win. Uh, I think they won. Did they win the wild card their first year with Madden? I don't know. Uh, whatever. They made the playoffs. They made the NLCS. Then they won the World Series. And then they made the wild card game. And now they're probably not going to make the playoffs or something along those lines, right? Where they've. They, so are you insinuating that they're going to blow it up? I don't think they're going to blow it up. They still have guys there that are core guys, like Rizzo's going to be there. They still have Bryant. I think they're going to try to reload. I also think they need more financial flexibility because they're handcuffed with a lot of contracts. Okay. So would you make a move for you, Darvish? Because well, absolutely, I would. Yeah, I mean, it Without, depends on what you move. Yeah, because he has to opt into the next uh, end of his deal, which I think runs through 22 or 23. But if he opts in, I would love the I'm, idea of you, Darvish. I'm fucking calling the Cubs, saying like, we'll eat the whole fucking contract. Like, we'll hey, do we want. Uh, let's say these six guys, and maybe Edwards. Like, well, you can have one of these six guys, Campisano, Edwards. Pick one of those guys. We'll throw in a couple of the next top ten guys. Miller, they like Miller. He's a fucking utility guy, right, Conniff? <laughs> He'd be fucking great on that team. Yeah. But you know, throw in maybe Cantillo, right? Okay, we'll we'll do fucking Xavier Edwards, Joey Cantillo, and then you can pick two more of the top, you know, within the twenty to thirty rank. And we'll eat fucking Darvish's contract for the next three years once he opts in. I would probably do it. You need a pitcher. You, you need do. A pitcher. It's either and that or you're gonna have to go out and try to find like, like sign like Zach Wheeler. 
Well, yeah. Because and you're not getting Cole, and if Strasburg opts out, you're not getting him either. Yeah. They have plenty of prospect capital to make a trade and bring in a guy, and, and I think that is going to be the most likely route for that. And I just – I. It doesn't have to be Cole. It doesn't have to be Strasburg, but it has to be someone. Yeah, you, you have to bring in a guy. I I think Darvish would be a great. Fit. I think he's perfect. He's I gonna think give Price you, would be fine. I think Price I, would be fine to kind of because I think if, if you're not gonna get unlikely, you're not gonna get more than 130 innings out of Rich. Like if you get out of Richards next year, which hopefully because this seems to be an issue he put off and that's why he's been hurt. But if you get what you got out of Paddock for Richards next year, that workload, I think that's great. But if you look at it right now, going into their into 2019 or 2020, you'd think Paddock's the ace. Richards and Lamette are probably inter- interchange, what, two or three. Gore. Quantrill. Well, we'll just, we don't know what they're going to do with Gore. I, I think you're right. He breaks camp, but yeah. I do think they're also going to limit his innings in the same way they did with uh, Paddock this year. We'll see. Um, but then you have Quantrill in the four, and then Lucchese. I think Lauer's gone. Um, I think Lucchese is pretty much solidified. Like, he can be a part of the – the next great Padres team, just as the back end guy. Yeah. But I think you, and then you have Gore and Patino as basically your six and seven guys because they're going to come up. I think if you slide in you Darvish, that's let they're relying big time on Richards right now. If you go out and get you Darvish, who went healthy, and I think that's a bad call. Yeah. And if I you're do relying too. on you, if you're relying that much on him and you're expecting that to be something that's going to help you win, that's a bad approach. I agree with you, which is why I think getting somebody like David Price. You know, I don't know if that's a bad approach because, again, he hasn't really been healthy. But I would much rather – I would give up a bit to get fucking you Darvish. Yeah. Because he's only had that one – I haven't I, looked at his numbers. I just feel like he's always been His hurt. last fucking, like, five starts, he has been absolutely dominant. And that's fine. And you don't have to bring up his numbers because we've already gone way too long. But – yeah, they're gonna make they're gonna make some moves. They're they're gonna make a lot of moves, and it's it's gonna be exciting. That's what I expect for the off season. I'm not gonna say like, hey, I'm targeting this guy and this guy because you know it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to follow along. Um, I'm gonna be you know waiting for the kid to get here, so <laughs> I'm gonna be scrolling trade rumors. Like, of course, when I have a baby on the way, there's nothing more that I'm gonna be paying attention Just to. Just wait than till trade the baby's rumors. here, and you're like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, of course. So. Is yeah. it time, Eric? It's time for the uh, Padres Twitter segment. We had a hell of a fucking response, I'll say that. Yeah. Hell of a response for the season finale. Yeah, and we've we've already gone like a, a long way, so I'm not going to play them off. I don't play yours. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. But we're, we're going to play some here, and uh, let's, let's see what we got. Hey, guys. Your old pal Carlos here. I just have a quick question. Uh, how many pints of Stone IPA can you guys drink? Before you pull a Will Myers, I'll uh, take my hands off the air. Thanks. <laughs> We're not pints, on air. <laughs> how many pints of Stone IPA can you drink before you pull a Will Myers? I don't know. What's the what's the pint uh, in uh, in relation to like uh, swinging fryer ales? <laughs> yeah, I'll say this: I don't drink Stone. <laughs> uh, uh, neither do I. One of my first beers ever was Stone, and that's before I even you know it's my first beer, and that's a bad beer to start with because. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like if I try, if I were to try Stone now, I might like it. But try Tecate uh, Light for your first beer <laughs> and come back to me. Yeah, Oof. not that big of a drinker anymore. I'm not, believe it or not. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I, I have, uh, if I go to the ballpark, if I have two beers, I'm fine. Yeah. And as you and I, as everyone knows, I only drink local. That is all I drink is local beer. Uh, I love the Swinging Friar Ale. Can uh, you hand me that Bud Light over there, by the way? Let's see. Uh, let's see what else we have here. 
Hey guys, Coach Quintero here, home of Coach's Corner on nine seven three. The fan. <laughs> um, just wondering what you guys take on uh, Mount Rushmore of low lights this weekend was. You think uh, Eric's ground beef balls would make it, or uh, Andy Green's firing, <laughs> or possibly Will Myers and his twenty bong rips. And about ten four loco hard seltzers <laughs> ending in a blackout on stage at the, at the epilepsy thing would make that. Uh, I'm just wondering what your guys' take on the low lights was, and if you would add another, or if those three would sum it up. All right, thanks. Big fan of the show. Appreciate it, guys. Bye. <laughs> I wish Coach would stop by so I could shake his hand. Yeah. Well, your lowlights, your lowlights of this weekend. I think he summed it up pretty well, man. Yeah, Eric's ground beef balls, huh? Yeah, he had uh, me. Yeah, he's still okay. Had me hitting the balls. Yeah, yeah that was yesterday at our adult game. Yes, that was. I was uh, in the outfield. <laughs> that was brutal, dude. I, and I put on Twitter. I didn't get a glove on it. It didn't hit my hand. Didn't hit nothing. my fingers. It hit nothing. <laughs> and if you notice, that ball went straight, straight back down. down into the ground. Yep. Straight it's not down. like it. Like oh, the man. old iron cock. Yeah. It's, it's not like <laughs> hey, yeah. It, it, that it wasn't me. a cup. T- it was a clean Straight. hit. I stopped that ball with my nutsack. <laughs> the best part, the best part from my angle is that I'm playing behind you, charging, thinking, okay, I'm, uh, I think he's got it, so I'm just kind of jogging. And then you just, like, get hit, and I just see your, like, your arms go limp and you double over. And you're not grabbing. You just, like, stopped moving. Dude, it was You look like a fucking brutal. robot that got unplugged. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't got hit in the nuts. In, dude, I hadn't got hit in the nuts in 15 years, so... Well, uh, you know what? For everything. I uh, I went on Amazon today and I bought a jock strap and a cup. Oh my god! I'm stuck. Uh, I don't Why want that. Just go to the big five. I don't do because it's 2019 and Amazon is fantastic. Christ. So, yeah, I'm gonna start wearing a cup again. That was <laughs> Your absolutely is brutal. So great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Coach Contera, for bringing that up. You know, <laughs> I was I was really fired up this weekend. You know, we had a game going on and uh, you know I hit the I saw the ground ball being hit to me. I thought, hey, I've caught plenty of these balls over in uh, Monta Vista High School <laughs> back in my day. You know, and then the ball just took a took a bounce off the infield lip of the grass and went right up into the old ball sack. So uh, thank you, thanks, coach. It didn't even bother to shake my hand. Thanks for bringing that up. So let's, oh. let's see. <laughs> Fuck, dude, that was terrible. Hi, can you believe that asshole Tom? He really burned Hosmer's jersey in front of him. He is the absolute worst person on Pottery's Twitter. I hope he's fucking dead next week. <laughs> Holy shit! Somebody get that poor lady some uh, throat lozenger. <laughs> what did Tom do, sweet Jesus? Tom burnt an Aaron an Eric Cosmer jersey. Oh, so uh, does Marver still has his? Because he put it on Twitter that one time, and then Eric Cosmer sucked. Yeah, and I've never seen it again. It's yeah. almost like he never owned it. So this person, uh, Tom, if you're listening, yes. Tom, loyal listener of the pod, uh, this person, this um, young lady, lady, hopes that you're dead next week, and you know I. And I'll, I'll take a page out of Will Myers' book. You know, she's not wrong. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we have. Hey, Eric and Danny. It's Alec Weber, at AlecWeber19 on Twitter. And, uh, Eric, you called me out on Twitter for my particular choice in jerseys that I like to purchase during Padres Fan Fest. And so now I pose the following question to you. Out of the following options... What, purchase, what jersey should I purchase this upcoming fan fest? 
Do I go with the old skipper, Andy Green? Do I go for Ian Kinsler? Or do I go for my boy, the legend that is Nick Martini? I'll take my answer on the air. <laughs> take care, boys. Well, for you, I mean, Alec, uh, and by the way, I'm very disappointed that he didn't mention that SDSU does not deserve the Qualcomm I'm pretty side. bummed. I thought that's what he was going to open with. But... If if all works out for you, Nick Martini's jersey won't be available because he'll still be on the team. <laughs> so let's get that first and foremost. That uh, would have been my pick if available. I really want. And and the reason why I brought it up and the reason why Alec called with that is this last year at FanFest, this motherfucker I was a there. Brian Mitchell, <laughs> Brian Mitchell jersey at the garage sale, which is absolutely fantastic. So I was there. I, I would love to see Alec buy an Andy Green jersey. I would absolutely love it. So, um, yeah, that's my that's my vote. Do you think Green? Do you think uh, Ian Kinsler? Or do you think uh, Nick Martini? Assuming that Martini's still on the team, I'd say you got to go for Andy Green. <laughs> yeah. Got to go for Andy you Green. You have to. You have to, dude. It, it might be, be the least expensive one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it'd be absolutely fantastic. But uh, we have one more uh, before we're done. And, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be our last podcast for the season, dude. Because what? Barring any breaking games. news. They're going to have six games. I mean, what's, what's What are we really going to talk about next week? Games? Yeah, so... And we're sitting here thinking, and, and I spilled a big ass glass of ice water before we. Recorded. I want to say that Eric is uh, <laughs> Eric is funny as he is. He gets really sensitive when he fucks something up. So if yeah. something doesn't go his way, if there's some asshole driving slow in traffic, or he drops a glass of water, or he stubs his gigantic pinky toe on the table, <laughs> watch out because it Not is sensitive. A, I just have a really short fuse. It is a fucking shit show. Yeah. We sat here for thirty minutes waiting for you. I'm like. You're over here picking up fucking ice with your hands with paper towels. I'm like, why don't you get a towel or a mop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So anyways, I, I dropped the glass, and the first thing that I said when I brought in the towel was, I don't think I want to do the podcast next year. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So we'll see. I mean, honestly, I have a baby on the way. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's I don't. I, it's certainly not something that we're going to do weekly, and we kind of backed off the weekly thing anyways, but I don't think it's something I'm ready to say I'm done with because we've done it while the team is terrible, and I want to be able to do it while the team is good, but... I also want to announce that uh, as of the end of the season, the day after the World Series, I will be offering my services as a guest appearance uh, <laughs> podcast host. So if you guys need a guest appearance, you want somebody to give you their invaluable opinions, or just want me to show up and fill in for Marver, uh, I am absolutely available at 5.5Dan on Twitter. Yeah, I think Slide I'm, into the old DMs. I think I'm just going to chase my dreams and my uh, career ambitions of uh, being on with uh, Ben and Woods. I'm going to see where that takes me. I feel like we've caught fire with the show. We have great chemistry right now between me, Ben, Paul, uh, Hammer, you know, all those guys. So Mazone, we'll, Yeah, Mazone, Rich. Rich. Well, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So, um, yeah, let's head into the, the last call that I have here, the last one that I'm going to play. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, I'm a lawyer. I was reached out to by uh, Padres Wholesome Twitter. Oh, God. And uh, they find this segment very problematic, I guess you could say. <laughs> it's very triggering. Um, some people are triggered by laughter. They've had traumatic experiences to them happen while they were laughing. And this is no joke, and you guys shouldn't be doing this segment. So please cease and desist this segment, or we'll have to take further action. Thank you. Well, are these like the guys that call you and say you have to pay them $1,000 on a preloaded green dot card because you didn't pay your taxes? So I think what this caller is referring to is the whole incident that went down with our pal Rich at Drunk Flannery. Rich and stirring shit up? You he's don't public say. enemy number one in Padres Twitter. 
And uh, did you see everything that was going down? Um, I watched the beginning of it, but what I like to do on Twitter is I like to filter my feed for things that... Uh, I go on social media to laugh and smile and also see some touching stuff. Um, I don't go on there to fucking, you know, watch a shit show of people fighting and arguing and offending each other and yeah. blocking and, you know, all that stuff I've, I tend to avoid at all costs. Yeah, you know... When it comes out, I did to it, see the beginning of it, and then I just checked out. All of it, all of that stuff went down like right after I had another like blow up with Mickey, <laughs> to where um, I used certain language that I knew would have him fly off the rails, and it did, and it worked. So mission accomplished. I was very proud of that. See, that's the stuff I avoid. <laughs> that's the stuff I I will I'm watch from afar, but that's the stuff I avoid. So that that happened, and then uh, this stuff happened with Rich, and surprisingly. I was able to stay out of it. Stunned. I'm very was, proud of you. I was able to stay out of it. You the know, father in you is yeah is hopeful yet. I fell victim to a blocking spree by people that were going through and blocking. I'm not going to name names because last time I did that, it blew up in my face. Um, but I noticed that I was blocked and then I was unblocked quickly. I feel like I was uh, lumped into the group of Rich and his cronies, which is fair. That's fair. Isn't it you and Rich is your crony? Uh, well, shortchanging a little bit. You know, I, I fell into that, into that being, you know, categorized into that. But I've stayed out of it mostly. But, you know, what I really want to say about just Twitter and Padres Twitter in general. And I, and I don't want to offend anyone, but you have to take a moment and sit there and look at yourself right in the fucking mirror. Thank you.